Are we live? We should be live. Full deluded on back. Again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. Good morning to those of you like Oh, one sec, people. Fuck was all that about? Sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. We should be all right now. Everything should be cushed and everything should be wavy. Apologies for that. And again, StreamYard has wiped out all of you lot's comments and things like that. But let's go again. People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning to those of you like myself over here in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and in some cases, good night. I hope everyone's well and safe. Hope you had a great last week. Hope you're ready to have a great week this week. You know, in terms of goals, hopes, dreams, and aspirations, as I said, it's Monday. Let's start and attack the week aggressively and move through these days so that come Friday, obviously, in our personal lives, wherever you are, we've got a week to remember. Obviously, where football is concerned, we've seen the Premier league back Liverpool handed it to Arsenal end of the day it was a bit more of a positive result by Arsenal if you could say that um, and a bit more of a positive performance but fundamentally you still lost 4-0 again nothing that really separates that from the cricket scores we've been holding home and away against Liverpool um, still filled with individual mistakes not playing well for the whole 90 minutes and I know it's a young squad and you know you get away with respectfully we've been getting away with them sort of things that we've been doing in the last 10, 10 or so games prior to Liverpool against Liverpool teams of that standard or that ilk you're not going to get away with it and the whole team has Every, has a lot to learn. Specifically, I think there's a lot to learn for Tommy Asu. I think Tavares, obviously, he's made that mistake. But if you go and look at the last two goals in particular, I think there's a lot we can learn defensively. We've lost our... Dis you look at... And we're going to speak about this more at 11.30. Make sure you're there. But you look at the indiscipline. The first goal, again... You know, it's disappointing because I wouldn't even say we're in the game. Liverpool have a foothold, but they're kind of playing with us and we're somewhat in it. We're against the run of play. Matip is brought down, you know, by, by Aubameyang. It's poor marking from, from Tomiyasu and Gabriel at the back post that maybe we should have done our homework in that regards to let Mane go unmarked. Um, Obviously, the next three goals were just were just mazes to say to say the least. People, you know, from a Liverpool perspective, I would say I was, I'd be jealous because they were good, well put moves together. But from an Arsenal perspective, you need to be able to lose your um, hold your discipline. You need to be able to okay, cool, we're playing bad, but it doesn't get beyond a certain point. And I think we looked very indisciplined in that for the last two three goals, especially with the subs. Um, you look at Liverpool's goals, the last two goals, it's literally double figures for passing from Allison all the way. But you look at Salah's goal, the goal that ended up with Salah scoring, Tavares um, actually gets caught and starts, you know, pressing towards the man in possession. And then Salah has a free tapping. Prior to that, Tommy Asu isn't tucked in. Ben White is at sixes and sevens. The midfield is doing, it's just, it's just all over the shop. The second, the third and the third and fourth goals, Minamino and Salah respectively, these things could have been avoided. Of course, you know, the timing we've conceded the second where we've handed Jota to go. Bro, it was cold from Jota, sat man on their ass, um, you know. But it was disappointing because yes, that's a couple of minutes into the second half and it's major task harder. You know, as I, I you lot that follow me, you know, I've been saying these things, even when we've won, have been there. When you play a team like Liverpool, there's no 
pull back pass, you know, there's no pull back passes that don't go accounted for. Liverpool are going to pounce upon that and score. And what I hope is that these boys learn through emotion, you know, probably a long night where they probably suffered to sleep. And obviously nobody likes, nobody does mistakes on purpose, but you know, it's, it's long making mistakes at Anfield. Remember how that felt because reality is you lot are young. The problem now becomes if you lot are here at Arsenal free for three to four years. And every time you're playing Liverpool, which some of your teammates and previous footballers at this club could say, you're not learning. You know, I'm not going to write a man off. And for Tavares, what I would say is, you know, that was the first real big test for you against Liverpool. You know, there's I'm not going to ask you to, to do anything. You know, you learn your lessons, you hold your hands up isolated to that game, but I'm not going to... The, the previous good work isn't going to become irrelevant. The same goes for everybody in this Arsenal team. You hold you accountable to the mistakes made because we weren't at it, but you don't become a bad player overnight. You know my team, people. When we do well, I'm not with the overpraising and I'm not with the getting at man for no reason. When you lose, you're not as bad as you think you are. When you're good, you're not as good as you think you are. Keep some balance and move forward. And we've been, you know, any... Naturally, there is going to be a bit of complacency in Arsenal's team. They are going to be feeling themselves, especially the new ones. Boy, I've been here for six months, you know, six months or so. We had a terrible start. It's flying high. Fifth is there, you know, all of these things. And I hope the boys mentally are, can keep perspective in the sense of, all right, cool, we need to fix up. Liverpool is the hardest test. A lot of these things have been there. How many times have we seen Ramsdale shout out Lokonga, for example, you know, for being on the ball? Liverpool, these things are highlighted. You look one on a 10-game unbeaten run. You've in your first in these last 11 games, you've lost one. So that hold your you're only as good as your last game. Hold yourself accountable, learn what you need to learn from Liverpool. But you've gone on a good run and you showed quality and consistency. There's some building blocks, but you haven't achieved nothing. So hopefully today we get back on it, people. Really, really and truly. In my opinion, you know, again, we, we got to play Newcastle. Newcastle showed some resilience against Burnley. That was a, we'll get on to that, but that was a mad game. Uh, a, a man said Burnley, Brentford, apologies. Ivan Tony scored, obviously Sam Maximin, a hero, you know, own goals. In the grand scheme of things, a point doesn't do much for, for Newcastle, but at least they get some goals on the board. And for me as well, like I said, we need to be, sometimes it's not your day, I think. At 1-0 in that second half, just before they scored that second, or even at, let's say, Tavares, we need, I think, Arteta could have clocked. It's not our day. Let's save a bit of face. As I said, these guys should learn from the Liverpool game, but don't always just think of that, innit? You went on a 10-game unbeaten run. But let's just say these boys, because they're young, they're unable to keep perspective. I think Arteta could have looked to, to, to kind of save their confidence. And it for, for Arteta and the players, we need to learn that when it's not our day or things are not going right, we might be playing four out of ten. Don't let it go beyond the four because standards started being mad volatile in that second half. We lost, we lost what little discipline Arsenal had. And again, Liverpool, it was it again from watching the game again without emotion. The, the moves Liverpool put together, it's mad. And it's not even when I've seen Liverpool against us, against United, against a couple of teams. The scariest thing is I don't think Liverpool have been pushed to their maximum. So it was nothing but admiration. But we're indisciplined. You know, the goal that Salah ends up scoring, it's too easy from Alisson into whoever he plays it through. The key pass is actually Henderson's in midfield. Odegaard, Smith-Rowe. As I said, every, Tomiyasu, everybody's indisciplined. No one is getting near Liverpool shirts. And then it's put in behind. So these are the sort of things. But end of the day, it was going to happen, isn't it, really? It was a different 4-0 defeat. But fundamentally, it's 4-0, isn't it? Like, you got what you deserved when you, you know... You can't do some of these mistakes. And any footballers who thought they were they were better than they were, get back on the horse. And, it, 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 you know, I, this, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, I'm not necessarily vexed by the result because I, I can't lie, I've kept a cool head because for me, 
without it talking about the obvious negatives and the obvious positives that have been installed since we've turned our form around, I don't think we've done a damn thing. I still think the same. I still think the same of this team off the back of last season. Strong finish to last season, you know, and we saw how up it is. I haven't learned anything with respect to the new players. I haven't learned anything. I know you can put runs together. I know you can win big games. I know you've got performances like Liverpool where you might have been good for 10 minutes. Fundamentally, it's a 90-minute game. I haven't learned anything. All I care about is, all right, you lost. You're going to drop points. We're going to drop points again. It weren't our day. Reality is you're still fifth. Minus four goal difference, but you're still fifth. What you lot decide to do beyond that is pass you lot. If you lot feel safe for yourselves, it's going to get long. If you pull your fingers out and you say, all right, cool, we try a run again. We need to get into January. That Manchester City result, Manchester City game in good space. It is what it is, you know? Because again, we were poor. We were poor against Watford. Poor against Watford. You know, we 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 showed some unsportsmanlike ship. We're lucky Josh King didn't square it, or the game could have been different. One thing I did like, we got the insurance. Reality is, this could have, the best case scenario is obviously Arsenal win against Liverpool, but probably would have been you know heart desire spirit. We lose a two 0 a two one. You know, Salah dances past eight man. What could we say? We push Liverpool to the limits, but fundamentally that still would have been a loss. So the one benefit is we've got some insurance off the. Watford game, but the games are coming thick and fast. You know, we got United in a couple of weeks and we're going to get into the Oli stuff in a second, people. They're going to have a new gaffer or there's talk of a new gaffer. Certain man that you didn't rate at United are going to, and that United fans listening, the same goes for you. They're going to play amazing. Car Oli's gone. Certain men are going to crumble. Certain players are going to put a name down. Everybody starts again, apart from Cristiano Ronaldo and the obvious. People have to earn shots again. Man like Van der Beek couldn't buy a game, scored the last goal of the Oli reign. How poetic is that? He might become a different player. They might have a new gaffer and things, whether, you know, we'll get onto it, but they're being linked with Bearman and all these things. You've got them at their place, which is going to be scary. You've got to go to Goodison Park, which is going to be tough. We've got our asses handed to us last season there, you know. New Newcastle want three points just as much as us. And nobody cares about the fact that Arsenal has a young squad and that no one's going to hand us anything. So forgive yourselves. I would say for me, I think that Liverpool game highlighted a lot of things. Tactically, I'm going to go over a lot. Um, I'm going to go over a lot at 11.30. But I just feel, as I said, the discipline. Discipline is the hardest thing in life, especially when things are not going your way. And as I just said earlier, with how we're looking out of, out of sorts for the last two goals, off the ball, you can't... At any moment in Liverpool, against Liverpool, at Anfield, you can't afford to switch off. You can't afford to not be switched on defensively. You can't afford to really be out of position or you're in trouble. Liverpool are a fantastic team. But what makes them a fantastic team, like any quality team, for me, movement. They're pressing and they're movement. And you saw it. We lost our discipline. We need to be able to keep that. I think it also highlighted the limited personnel. And I've been saying it. We, you know, the midfield is not serious. Part A, we're expecting Part A to. Oh, he's got a lot of criticisms, but we're expecting Part A to do everything. He's not that. You know, when people come to Arsenal, we, we whether because you've gone from Atletico to here, we think they can do everything. They can't. You know, Lokonga needs his handheld. Maitland Niles needs his handheld. Xhaka, we probably needed him yesterday. Probably could have dealt with him yesterday, and he probably would have made a difference. But there's also been games where we've won without him. Games we've lost, and we said we needed him. There's also been games we've put in calamitous performances. It's always the man that is not involved. I think it's highlighted how limited we are in midfield. You know, one way of defending and being rugged in the midfield is having two number six. Yeah, but it's about how you hold on to the ball. You look at Liverpool with their midfielders, whether it's the more tactical man like Thiago. You know, Thiago 
for me, Thiago did amazing stuff, but it's not blockbuster stuff in that game. Do you get it? Just holding on to the ball, recycling it. And there's going to be games Liverpool under the cosh. That gives you a bit of stuff. You see what Kovacic and Jorginho do now. Again, these names are clearly not being able to be bought. But in games where we're up against it, where we need to look off after the ball, you need an outlet. As much as it's about defending, putting a ball, putting a foot in and trying to stop Liverpool's um, attackers and that, it's also about holding on to the ball, passing it, retaining it, making Liverpool tired as well. And also give it, relieving some pressure off our attackers. Again, I said it in the summer, we're going to live or die by our midfield. And I don't think our midfield options are good enough. Don't get twisted. I like Lukonga and Partey individually. I like how they've played. We've seen Partey and Odegaard work. We've seen Xhaka and Partey work. But these things that are be at best are hit and miss. We need more technicians, you know, unbalanced with the strikers again sometimes it works with Aubameyang and Lacazette sometimes it doesn't we need to be looking at long term what are we trying to do there as I said imbalanced in the middle imbalanced in, in up front we, you know we created seven, we've created seven chances from open play we've scored the most from set pieces so we're quite limited um, and on top of that I didn't quite feel any Arsenal player quite believed that they could score or do much against Liverpool because there were half chances minimum but there was I think there was a good chance we created from, from Ramsdale and everybody got involved and eventually it was a tame effort from Aubameyang. We obviously had the offside goal. Again, I'm not harping on at these things. I want to see a lot more, but this tells me you can get at them, you know? I think we let the occasion swallow us. I think, pause, I think we started to feel a bit sorry for ourselves. I think we wanted the ground to open up. So what I hope is that these boys learn this, these harsh lessons because, again, you know, it's going to be short-term pain for long-term gain. These sort of things are going to are gonna be a thing. And as long as they learn from it, I have no issues in, in, in that regards, people. But the problem becomes if they do what some of their predecessors have done and they, you know, they don't learn from this. We see three or four times, five times across the years that Mane and Salah are doing this. At this point, Salah's probably going to be in a walking stick and still be trying to duppy Arsenal and things like that. So it, it is what it is. And like I said, discipline. Discipline isn't always getting yellow, not getting yellow cards. It's about keeping your standards. When you're tired, the hardest thing are to the hardest things to do when you're tired are the right things. If I'm a fullback, the hardest thing to do is stay in position. The hardest thing to do when I'm tired is to keep making that overlapping run. When you're a midfielder, the hardest thing to do is to keep is, is, is the same duties there, same goals with the defense, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You've got to keep your standards up. Of course, Liverpool is going to be tough. You're going to be run ragged. They're going to make you run about. It's, it's easier said than done. But again, I said it in my live stream. I said, OK, cool. This is a cool first five, ten minutes. It's about the last five at half time. I mean, the first last, the first five and ten minutes, um, last five and ten minutes before the end of the half, the first five and ten of that second half. And likewise, the closing. You know, football's a 90-minute game and I don't think Arsenal players, sometimes the management and the fans really have, have quite grasped that, that it is a 90-minute game. It doesn't matter about playing well for 10 minutes if you don't get any points. Leeds were quite good against Spurs, you know. They shanked it in the second half. You don't get points for playing well, you know. You, do, you get points for winning games. It's as simple as that. And I do think fans lack balance. You know, we talk in extremes. One minute, these guys are amazing. And then, you know, all the good things that they've done prior are irrelevant because they've lost to Liverpool in spectacular fashion. But I do think on top of fans lacking balance, I do think fans have mediocre standards. They, You know, the things they're meant to have high standards about, they don't. The things that they're meant to have a bit more of a cool expectation, they don't. Or they would really look at this midfield. Some of the OTT praise for some of these players. Some of the the the, the playing favourites, you know. I'm not saying... I One thing I hate about Arsenal fans is, you know, struggle to criticise a player 
fairly. You know, you're seen as negative and, and agendas. And also, I think we struggle to, like I said, you either praise or, or, or attack. It's a bit OTT. And I feel fans play favourites where we all do. I do as well. But it's like, I might say Aubameyang played played bad today. But someone might say, yo, look at Aubameyang. Just for example, you know. And I think that might be true, but that doesn't help. And why can't we consider many things? Fans talk about high standards. Their standards are on the floor. Fans haven't grasped the concept of players going out of form and other players needing to be in the team. Fans haven't quite quite grasped the concept of needing a squad, you know. They said, why are we signing up? Why are we signing this guy and that guy? We've got Smith Rowe. Oh, we can't over rely on Smith Rowe. There's a lot of things. Fans don't, fans, a lot of Arsenal fans, fans in general, but speaking of Arsenal fans, they don't stop and listen and think about what they're saying. It's not making sense. And this is what makes things like this frustrating because it's only when we lose to Liverpool, people want to hear this. I've been called negative and all these things. You know, I can only talk about what's in front of me with my football team. And I don't know about other people, but I'm not going to do the negative, negative nagging. I'm not going to do the overly being positive where I see fit. There's been times I've 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 done both where I see fit, but this is the thing, man. And I think it highlighted our. You know, we had a game plan. I did think. You know, we tried to press high. We were compact. It was working for a sec. But when you have a plan, like in a boxing match, as we all know, you might plan for a boxer. He fights like this. I'ma do that. And it might your plan might work, but what when he does some mad uppercut you've never seen him do in any of your 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 analysis videos? You've got to adapt. And sometimes I think the manager hasn't done that in the second half. And I think the Arteta needs to promote independent thinkers. And I don't, I'm not saying don't listen to the game plan, but I think the players need to be able to not take it too literally, too literally. Like for instance, the manager could say, "Listen, you know what? Put the balls into the channels. You lot that are playing ten minutes into that game, you could see. Oh, you could. This is just a general point. You could say, okay, cool. The long balls are not working. You man them. We're gonna try something else.' Or the manager said, "Get forward. We're getting left at sixes and sevens for the last five minutes. The next five minutes, man them." Fullbacks stay in position. Midfielders not too adventurous. Let's manage the game. You know how many of you have played Sunday League? Your gaffer might say first ten, no stupid business. After the first ten, we look to start playing and and all of these sort of things. I think the players have got to figure things out themselves, and Arteta either needs to promote that or act quicker because I did feel, you know. I don't feel these players should lose their confidence, but when you're these delicate young players, I feel you know there's no shame in losing to. Um, there's in many ways there's no shame in losing four 0 to Liverpool at, with average age of 23. In many ways, there is many shameful things in that performance. Um, as I said at the start, the people them need balance, but. When you've got a volatile group like this, like how many times we might win a game, these men are doing mad things we didn't know they had. And when they're feeling sorry for themselves, they're very bad. I think Arteta, you know, he can't hold his hand. As a parent, you can't always hold your kid's hand. You need to let him fall on the floor, get into his own fights and things like that. But I did feel, you know, these players are quite precious. We need to protect what we have. And I feel a 4-0 defeat can be damaging. Obviously, they've probably got out their system now and it is what it is, but we could look to protect things. Definitely not allow the goal the goal difference to go to minus four. For me, I was saying I'd said three at the back when we was a goal down in the second half because you could the, the the you know I know Tavares made that mistake early on, but you could see it. Like you could genuinely see, yo, all right, cool. Things are gonna happen now. Things things are happening. There's a problem here. We need to accept that we've lost here and try and save face. We didn't. I don't know what we tried to do really and truly, um, but it didn't bang, did it really? So we held it at L and minus four. Again, it's got all stank, but it is what it is. How would you rate the way Arteta set up the team to play against Liverpool? Felt like it was too defensive and you struggled when Liverpool started to push more. On one hand, 
I can only blame him and Arteta. I mean, Edu and Arteta and Stan because they're there for the recruitment. But on the other hand, um, at, what do you mean? At 1-0, accept a loss, allow it, man. Brother, you're not listening, man. You're just talking, but I appreciate you. I am not saying Arsenal shouldn't have tried. I'm not saying we shouldn't have, but you could see the game was gone against us. You could see our players started to feel a bit sorry for themselves. You could see the 12th man, after Klopp got mad, you could see that it was going to be a different thing. Obviously have chances, but you could see that the onslaught was going to come. The avalanche was there. You could see it. You know, you could see the volcano erupting. You either need to get the hell out of Dodge, you know, Get out of the country or whatever, or you're going to be part of it, innit? We didn't see that, and the floodgates open. You can see these things. So I'm not quite sure what you're getting at. I respect your opinion, but yeah, you know, again, that's a very emotive reply, and you're not, you're not, you're not listening. You just, you're just stuck on what Arsenal used to be, and the fact that you can't accept the defeat. Um, so yeah, man, it's too, as you can see, it's way too early in the morning, and you know, your name's got poop and fart in it. So I, you know, I think you're living up to your name, your verbal diarrhea. But anyways, moving away from that idiot and um, carrying on back to Frankie, someone who's big up everyone who's here, you know, shout out to my nine to fivers. Hey, Razzle, bro, I don't know what Don's saying, bro. What do you, man thinks I'm happy to say except a one nil defeat. You've got to be honest where the fuck Arsenal are. You could see Liverpool, the 12th man, bit between their teeth. Our players started to look shook. You know, if Tavares didn't make that mistake, someone else was, you could see it. And you need to be able to act. So for me, could have went free at the back. Our team's a bit weird. When we've gone free at the back, sometimes they get a bit of confidence from making a couple tackles. And I felt sorry for Ben White and Ramsdale towards it, you know, because Ben White, I think he was doing okay. And then, you know, he's got spammed by Jota as a result of his teammate. Tommy Asu's deserted him. He's, you know, he, he got done dirty. The only thing I get at Ben White from, I don't know what he was trying to do in the first seven minutes, playing out with it from the back. It's I like the bravery, but we need to have some common sense, man. Um, but anyways, going back to Frankie, big up yourself, man. You said, how would you rate the way Arteta set up the team to play against Liverpool? Felt like it was too defensive and you struggled when Liverpool started to push up more. I wouldn't say it's necessarily defensive because, you know, I, I don't. First things first, I think it's a game where he couldn't have won. You know, in a sense of where you literally could have. If he went through it, the Batman would have sat there and said it's negative. If he went with what he went with, you would have went with a four. I'm more vexed at the recruitment because I've been saying at this point now, I'm not getting angry at. No, I listen. I think Lokonga's a good player. I think Partey's a good player. I think all these guys are decent in it. Like I don't even think Xhaka's a bad player, but. And I talk about them playing well or bad accordingly, but the summer needed to address this. You needed a more progressive midfielder. So when I look at the spine of my squad, it's quite limited. I can't expect us to do much in midfield, really and truly. I can't expect us to create chances and things like that. So it's quite limited. I wouldn't actually say we was negative. I feel, obviously, you've got to respect Liverpool. They're a better team than us. They've got more threats than us. We're going to be camped into our own half. We're going to be have more men behind the ball. The only thing I wanted to see is when we did have the ball, a bit more bravery, a bit more quality. And I'd say the main thing people wanted to see is, you know, the cheap mistakes obviously crept. But I wouldn't say we was a bit, I, I wouldn't say we was defensive. I feel, you know, we, we respected Liverpool a bit too much and we probably started to admire how good these players are. And for me, we, after that first goal, we kind of dropped our heads. And as I said, in the second half, prior to just prior to Tavares making that mistake, you could see things were, cha were changing in it. You could really see it. Who knows? Maybe if Arteta kept it humble and didn't try to, to, to lickle man Klopp in his own back backyard, maybe pause. 
maybe he would have let, uh, let us off because at one stage I was thinking, yo, Liverpool might allow it. It might be a little nil-nil thing, but it weren't to be the case, man. Smith Rowe and Saka were isolated by Liverpool players ganging up on them when they had position, possession. Naturally, of course, that's going to happen really and truly. They're two of our best players, you know, in the same way that we we would sit there and say, well, you probably need to mark Mohamed Salah and Mane. You know, they're going to say that. You stop Haylen, you stop us really and truly. We got you lot as well, man. Appreciate everybody that's locked in, man. Bro, finish from Jota. Jota's a bad boy. But it's mad, man. We were just waiting to concede. We had no we had no assertion other than the first 20. On that subject, how do you feel about Arsenal fans who maintain those very high standards for completing in the league? You feel it's time to drop that perspective and accept a rebuild and will take time. This is where, Frankie, I would say balance because you shouldn't have to drop your standards, but you need to know where Arsenal are at. This is why I think the, according to an Arsenal fan you talk to, opinions are crazily volatile, you know. On one hand, remember what Arsenal used to be, you know. Let's be real. You can't, there is no positives from losing 4-0. Let's be real. It, you know, it's very inferior, you know. We should have, you know, I do think there's a very defeative mindset. I feel anytime we play a big team, you know, we're going to get smacked up against Liverpool. Definitely at the time, Chelsea and and City, and City were going to hand it to us. But we can't keep saying it's a big team. At some point, we need to raise our performances across the whole 90. That being said, you know, you need to also recognise that this is a young squad with mistakes. There'll be games where you didn't think they would win, they'd win. Games where, you know, somehow they'll lose when you didn't think so, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you need balance. You need to accept where we are right now and how we're building towards it. You're on fire, Frankie, with them questions. But I would say balance, man. I wanted to see our front line drop and move up as a team. Maybe Arteta knew we couldn't do that. Front line was high at moments, made the midfield positionally confused at times. I, I disagree, personally. I actually feel like the game plan... It was it was reactive, but I actually feel the strikers dropped in good positions. I feel second half we went down the shop in it like they were anonymous. But I actually you clearly we weren't doing that. We was pressing, but we weren't doing that pressing thing where we're just going to press the minute it goes in. We was letting Liverpool come into a certain area if we weren't in our own half and we'll deal, deal with it then. Um, I'd say the second half, as I said, you know, a mixture of feeling sorry for ourselves, Liverpool getting on top of us and us just losing our discipline. We looked in, we looked at seven, um, sixes and sevens really, really and truly. Um, I didn't I didn't mind the lineup really. Like, I just feel we, we've just let ourselves down, you know. We've let, I feel second half, Arteta could have saved the boys and I feel the discipline was dropped by the players. I can't really say anything with the game plan. Like, you know, I, the only thing I'd say of Arteta, I think you could have looked to have thrown, in, thrown on Pepe or something, just an, an Odegaard sooner because we needed outballs. We needed people who could hold on to the ball and whatnot. Um, apart from that, I can't really complain. I don't think we did anything wrong. I, I would have started Tini over Tavares. But again, as I said at the start, there's things that man can't win. If he started Tini and Tini got ripped, you should have started Tavares. Tavares started, ah, he's young and boom, 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 all of this sort of stuff. You know, fans, fans, fans are fans can be a bit unrelenting at times, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You know, just there's nothing you can do but move on, isn't it? Hold your L. And this is it. You need to retain positions, man. DG, you're getting emote soon. We're on that soon, man. Appreciate you for resubscribing if you have. DG, would you agree our our players got psyched out from the beginning with the atmosphere? No, I would only I only think second half they crumbled really. 
I think they crumbled when the second goal went in. Well, just before that and the second goal. And then, obviously, everything becomes highlighted. Liverpool are smelling blood. Salah's looking like he knows he can grab a goal. You know, you're starting to see the indiscipline in our midfield. Because at, at times, we were frustrating them. We lost our... I think it's just a case of we just lost our discipline in the second half. You know, I did, I, I, that, that was the positive. I wouldn't say we were scared. Bit respectful. I don't think we believed we could score. But I, I, I've definitely seen us shook. I wouldn't say we're shook. I would say... We had a lot of admiration. Oh, that's Mo Salah, that's Mane, that's Trent. That's These are amazing players, which they are. Oh, this is great atmosphere, you know. And obviously, for a couple of them players, that's the, you know, North London Derby, a couple of them were involved. But that's the first, you get me, Anfield, you know. Anfield's one of the stadiums that actually lives up to the hype of, you know, the shouting and the carrying on and the 12th man and you'll never walk alone. It's a culture shock. And when you've made a mistake, it's probably like where Tavares is, it's probably a long way back. And even for me, it weren't quite a mistake, but, you know, you've got to be able to sort your head out, forgive yourself for the mistake. If you lot remember when Tavares has made that mistake, there was a couple of other moments where he's played square passes and it could have happened again because he's feeling safe for himself. I know that because last season we we won and went through in the cup and I scored the winner, you know, and I was a left back. Certain fullbacks are different, but I've said it before. I conceded a penalty cup game. I've conceded a pen. I slid when I knew I shouldn't have slid really as a last ditch attempt. I've conceded a pen. Well, they've scored, you know, we're flirting with going out. I'm I'm there, like, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself. And after that, every touch I'm doing for a five-minute period is terrible. It's, you know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling upset for myself. But at some point, I had to pull myself out of it. And I've seen, I, I think that that's what happened yesterday. A lot of players started feeling sorry for themselves and keep thinking about the mistakes. Think about it after, just keep going. You make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. I will sit here and I'll talk about a mistake. This guy should have covered that guy and whatever. But mistakes are mistakes. No one's trying to make a mistake on purpose unless you're trying to get Oli gone you know keep going and it's about finding the balance and it's like we just keep making more and more and more and more and more you know you have to forgive yourself and especially in games like that really and truly you know again you gave Liverpool half chances and they take they took them really you know that's it really and truly Make sure you're hitting the follow and the subscribe button, people. I'd love to see you all joining me at 11.30, just under an hour, where we'll obviously talk more of Arsenal. But I wouldn't say we 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 got psyched out of the atmosphere. I just think we just started to crumble. And, yeah, from that, the thing with Arsenal, once we start to crumble a little bit, everything, you know, Rome comes crashing down, really and truly. But, you know, in terms of tactically, I wanted tactics to change in the second half, but in relation to how we went out there, I don't think it's a game where I would say Arteta got that wrong, really and truly. But yeah, man, we've done a lot a lot of waffling about Arsenal. Apologies, people. I wasn't meant to do that. Let's get into this Oli Golasolsha business. Now, obviously, you know, I think us rival fans, we cried, in it? Because United are back now. Obviously, apparently, Michael Carrick's taking charge of the Villarreal game. And, you know, from now to the end of the season... Ten Hag, Zidane, Pochettino, even Steve Bruce threw his name into the ring. I would love that. You know, all these guys are going to be linked. All United need is a serious manager in it. There's, you know, the minute a serious manager walks in, there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of things United need to change off the pitch, away from the team, actually. But all they need is a real manager, you know. And Oli should have went during the international break. You lost 4-1 against Watford. That can that that condemned unit. You're hearing players are crying. You're hearing players were crying in the dressing room. You're hearing players are disillusioned with his man management and his tactics. Certain players are, you know, Bailly's questioning why are unfit Maguire is starting. The lot allegedly is 
baffled as to why Wan-Bissaka is starting. Of course, the manager can make his decisions. But when everybody starts feeling some sort of way, you've lost the, the dressing room. You've told them from pre-season players are going to get chances, certain systems are going to be played. Just in terms of you being out of your depth and whatnot, it's a myth. You know, the minute he got Ronaldo, there's an issue. One has to wonder how much anything is going to change because I think United are going to be back. But you look at it, and again, I'm no expert of off the field, but it seems like a lot of staff above above board at United, they leave United and they come back in consultancy roles. And again, I'm not saying Carrick, McKenna are the issues, but if they're still going to be coaching and whatnot, and you hear that Ollie wasn't really hands-on in that, it was pre typically these lot, what is going to change? Now, Maybe they should have acted and maybe they didn't truly want Conte, but maybe they should have, should have acted a few weeks ago. Maybe they didn't exactly want Conte um, because as great as Conte is, it's not exactly a, a perfect fit just in terms of United having a fetish for winning. And when you mention Antonio Conte, you mentioned winning. Now, Oli's gone. He saves a bit of face. It's mutual termination. He gets about seven million in compensation because he did sign a new deal, you know. I don't want to. I don't like the word humanizing, but there was a bit of a humanizing way with with him doing that exit interview and just kind of showing fans I'm still a fan and you know I might have done wrong, but I'm I, you know I'm a, I'm Man United through through and through and all these things. It was a bit weird, really and truly. Um, you know, so they need that, and these are the things that could kickstart United's season. At the end of the day, you know, the season's doom and gloom, but they can still play for things. Probably out of the title challenge, but you can you still got a top four to get on. Still in the Champions League. You know, you can't just write off a season in November, especially a club like Man United. That is unheard of. That should be unacceptable, really and truly. He deserved it. You know, he should have been sacked for, for he should have been sacked time ago in it, people. It's as, it's as simple as that. Um, and obviously you've got these, you know, I've, I find it weird personally. Not that he's talking about his love for United, but I just find it weird. Farewell interview. Me, I'd vote. Give me my compensation. Let me bust out. I am Going to Dubai or something. I ain't got, you think I'm hanging around like a bad smell doing interviews and that. As you know, people, he's leaving his role. Three years in charge. It's a myth. I would play it, but I don't know if copyright will start messing with the dude. To be fair, they did say turn it down. Because I think everyone knows I've given everything to this club. The club means everything to me. Uh, and together we're, we're a good match. But uh, unfortunately, I couldn't uh, get the results uh, that we needed. And um, it's time for me to step aside. I mean, I'm not going to, just in case copyright messes with us, I'm not going to go anymore. But I mean, I have seen a bit of it and, you know, I don't feel sorry for him because I, I feel sorry for anyone that loses their job, especially a manager, I'll say that. But I don't feel sorry for him in that. I, I, listen, I just think this is unneeded, really. You know, he's allowed to do that, but fundamentally, you weren't doing it. You weren't doing the job, really. Um, You know, we, we, we scroll all the way down past that. Obviously, he spoke about all of these things. He's, he spoke about great friends and things like that. Um, You know, he spoke about Paris. He spoke about his ex-time at Cardiff. He spoke about rebuilding the team. Um, he said, well, I've said, and this is where it started to get interesting for me. He said, well, as I've said many times in interviews, I've been back, the board and the owners have backed me in terms of bringing good players in. And I think, or I know I'll leave this club with a better squad. The environment is fantastic. It's an environment I'm proud of leaving because, pardon me, you have to enjoy coming here, working. I don't want to preempt anything, but the two times I've left Molda, they've won the league the year after. So all the best to whoever takes over. That's the expectation. I think there's potential in this club. We all love the club and we all want to see it continue. Um, and he spoke about the academy and obviously United are going to want to do a madness with their academy. 
He said, it's been a ball. Let's keep supporting this team. You've got to stick with them. They, the fans, have been amazing with me since one of the first kicks of the ball. I've scored with one of the first ones until now. I'm sure we'll meet again because there, if there's anywhere I'm going to watch football games, that's at Old Trafford. So we're going to see you. He said, definitely, if you want to see me pitch side with you, I'm there. No, I'm very happy and proud with what I've done with the friends I've made. And I wish all the best to everyone. You know the staff here. We've been through the criticisms and the blah, blah, blah. But the way they've conducted themselves and the way they work, the knowledge and attitude I admire. Normally, I drive in at seven, half seven at times. And I think I've caught them today. But I'm in before them. I'm in before them. But no chance there's not been a day. He obviously, he came in when, you know, he built the team from sixth in their first season. So, again, this interview just in terms of making man look good and stuff. He said, I'm proud of what we did the first the first run, first of all, that was enjoyable. But then to finish third, I'd love that game. Jesse Lingard scored. The way we put the run together and got third position, fantastic. Great effort by everyone, the team, the squad. Second place last season, arguably one of the best teams in Europe. I think that's a great achievement as well. And to be fair, it is. And United need to understand they're not quite the United. They can still get there, but they're not the, the top dogs anymore. They can be one of them. But I, as a non-United fan, I think this kind of tells the problem, in it, you know? I know he's not saying they're happy to finish third. He did say the expectation of winning the league, but, you know, kind of, you know, and their season was terrible. I'm not saying they haven't clawed it back, but kind of finding praise in finishing third, talking about finishing second. United never won no Champions League or the Europa League and saying you've been one of the best teams in Europe. You're not wrong, but I think this is kind of why he needed to keep it moving, really and truly. It might have been a tough time of late, Oli, but what's next for you? I'll spend time with my... Oh, yeah, he did spend talk about spending time with his family. It's difficult with COVID and him not being um able to be with them as they're in Norway and stuff. So, yeah, he kept saying he's a fan and stuff like that. He went on to say, as I've said to them this morning, trust yourselves. You know we're better than this. We're not able to show it, but go out, chest out, enjoy being a Man United player in the Champions League on the biggest stage. If and when you win the game, you're through to the next round. Michael Carrick is going to be in charge. Michael, I have the most utmost respect for. I love Michael to bits. I'm becoming emotional now because he's top. They'll be fine. I'll watch and support them. But you know what? Oli should get a little... Every now and again, when United are in a bit of shaky form, you should let Oli come and give some passion to it. But again, over a 38-game period, the United players are not going to react to hearing we're Man United all the time. And you have heard he's done bewildering things like... You know, you've heard, you know, you've heard bewildering man management just in terms of him being out of his depth. He, he was a dead man walking. Everybody knew it. And for the United fans that are here, you know, did I not, not that I know things, but did I, you know, when we sat here on the watch along, did I say, did I not say I'll be surprised if I wake up on Sunday morning and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not gone? They they clearly delayed saying he's been sacked and stuff because they wanted, clearly they wanted him to get, try and turn it around. But I would say in the last 48 hours, they wanted to put the statement together and let him leave through the front door because he is a legend and all of them things there. But it is what it is, man. It's absolute beauty. You think Ronaldo is putting a lot of pressure on other players, also pushing Greenwood on the right, which gets Shancho out the team. To be fair with you, I mean, Ronaldo is, doesn't pick the team. Greenwood's been playing on the right. And, I mean, it's Man United, you know. You need competition for places, Um, you know. The next manager is going to give Sancho opportunities and things and he'll lock it down. To be fair, I know United need a right winger, but Sancho could actually bang on the left. You know, they've got good problems. You know, again, they've probably got one too many attackers, but that's what United need. Greenwood messes about, Sancho's taking your place. Ronaldo, you're messing about, there's a next striker in the rings. Greenwood can play everywhere. Greenwood, you're not quite doing the business, you're not playing. You know, United are a team that should be competing 
for the champs, for the Prem and all the others. So they should have a big squad. Like I said, very fine line between depth and, 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 and you know, not having depth, just having too many. But yeah, I wouldn't say he's putting pressure on other players beyond the obvious that, you know, you're getting with Ronaldo. I'd say Man United put pressure on themselves bringing in Ronaldo because, you know, the judgment, the judgment now starts to become extremely different if you're bringing in Cristiano Ronaldo. Man, I'm not, you think man at 30, I, you know, you think Ronaldo at 50 years of age, I'm playing, you think he's going to be on this joke thing? Like, he doesn't want to just qualify for Champions League. If he, again, money talks and, and there's a lot of an emotional thing with United, but Ronaldo's not returning if man are not trying to do elite things, especially in his in his career. He might as well just stayed in Italy. I was about to say coasted in Italy, but they never won the league last year. But it is what it is. So, yeah, man, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's had to pay for his job and everyone and their nan's going to be linked with the Manchester United role people, really and truly. You know, first things first. I know, you you know, Zidane, Ten Hag, Pochettino, Steve Bruce, my favourite. Come on, Stevie, get that. Zidane was the first sort of, I don't want to say the first name linked, but since the, the you know, my man got sacked and it became clear he's gone, I would say Zidane was the name that first re-emerged as the, you know, as, as, a, as a serious sort of target. You heard apparently his wife don't want to, you know, his wife don't want to live in Manny and whatnot, but Zidane's not interested in Manchester United's approach to become the new manager. He's also been linked with PSG and allegedly he's got one eye open in relation to what happens with France at the international level. But apparently, you know, according to sources close to the former Real Madrid boss, he's not interested in going to Manchester United at this point, people. So that's that with Zidane. Um, moving away from, from that. Sorry, we'll get into all of that, folks. What is this one? Yeah, as I said, the, the boardroom was crying. People, I mean, people in the in the change room were crying after Man United lost. Uh, again, Oli Solskjaer has been sacked. Where is it, man? Apparently, Zidane wanted the. Yeah, you've got ten. You've got ten Hag, and then obviously you've got Pochettino. So this is the first one. I can't think about it. Me, I think ten Hag's the more attainable gaffer because. Ajax is a project thing and, you know, over Mars, the director's talking about leaving, you know, a couple of the players might leave and things like that. Contracted until 2023, as I said, yeah, they're having a good season, they're scoring mad goals, doing mad things. You don't want to be the guy, you know, when cycles end, if it's a party, you don't want to be the guy leaving last. You don't want to leave a rave when the lights turn on and that might be him, you know, really and truly. And I think contracted until 2023, done great things at Ajax. Bro, how can you say no to the Man United job? Especially when expectations are high, but expectations are probably on the floor due to what's been going on with Oli and the, the the club's relationship with their fans. You know, I think fans will get behind my man if he brings his good football and them things and actually gets a tune out of the players because they haven't got a bad squad. They've got a squad with some bad habits and certain players that are not good enough. But I wouldn't say United have a bad squad. And that worse, United should just be top heavy. They should be trash defensively and, and scoring mad goals. They're not that. And again, there's a lot of things for the new manager to, to reintroduce. You've got the 80 million elephant in the room, which is Maguire in the captaincy. Probably need another centre-half. You know, you need to make a decision over De Gea and Henderson. Um, you know, need a style of play. Need to give Jadon Sancho half a chance. Need to find a way of finding balance and whatnot. Need to work with Ronaldo and things. And again, how is he, you know... I think Ten Hag is the guy and I don't think you need to win. But, you know, some of them, manage, some man might say, you know, he ain't won, he ain't done anything. When you look in that coaching, you look in that United dressing room. Um, but I think as long as you've got good ideas and you play attractive football, the, the fan players will get behind it. I mean, when you don't rate Oli anyways and he's doing bewildering things, you're going to struggle to really ride for the gaffer no matter what they say. Um, 
Ten Hag himself said, I focus on my team. We have a brilliant squad. We want to achieve a lot. The rest only distracts. Pardon me. Pardon me. It's a weird question. I've heard nothing about it, so I can't talk about it. And I mean, that's a way of answering it, people. So I think he will, he'll want it. Obviously, apologies, people. Ruben are in, are more in, and uh, Luca Tegi have been thrown into the Man United um, ring as well, where that's concerned as well. Steve Bruce wants to replace Oli Golasolsha and has belief. Come on, Stevie. I think you got this, man. I think you got this. I actually saw this in The Athletic. I'm trying to scroll the way down, people. Come on, Stevie. You got this, man. You're a proud Geordie, but you're a former Man United man. Steve has previously done well at Birmingham, Wigan, Sunderland, Hull, Aston Villa and Sheffield Wednesday. And the former United skipper is said to believe he could stabilise the dressing room where morale is at an all-time low. So he probably wants the interim, interim job. And I wouldn't say they didn't shouldn't have sat Oli, but... You know, it makes you wonder, is there a plan? Because why didn't you do this during the international break? And, you know, who is going to be the interim? And what's the, you know, are you writing off the season then, really and truly? You know, money talks. Ten Hag could be tempted. But I would, if I'm them, you know what? Ten Hag, do your thing at Ajax. Next season, come and stay. Um, I'm sure you all saw Pyre hit with a water bottle. Um, away from that, though, uh, Pochettino is ready to quit PSG and become Manchester United manager now with former Spurs boss unhappy in Paris and his family still based in London. Wherever your family is, you're going to want to go and you can't turn down Man United. And they're a team that wants him. Ferguson's still making a lot of these decisions um, and you can imagine it. Um, Brendan Rodgers and Ra Ralph Rangnick have also been thrown into the job and apparently Pochettino is frustrated with big egos like Messi and Mbappe and Neymar. So what do you think the fuck's going to happen at Man United? you got Cristiano Ronaldo, you got Bount, you got Varane, not the, you know, and you're, United are, are a team that should always get world-class talent. So you're going to see a couple of the others. So you're going to have to... You know, you've been linked with Man United, you've been linked with Madrid, you've got the PSG job, Pochettino for all your tactics, you've probably got to put your finger out there. Pochettino is ready, and this would be a great signing for them, is ready to answer Man United's call if they want him to replace Ole Gola Solskjaer. Um, Pochettino would be prepared to quit PSG and return to the Premier League. And as you know, Carrick, Carrick has been put on gardening on, on gardening duty. Apparently, it is understood that Poch is prepared to leave PSG now because he's unhappy in the French capital. He's living in a hotel while his family remain in London and is said to be frustrated at managing a dressing room with big egos like Lionel Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. Um, and obviously, he'll be in town on Wednesday um, when Man City play PSG, so there's something there. And obviously, it's talking about the other the other hats that are getting thrown in. And I think, you know, people really need to read between the lines. You know, apparently Zidane's wife don't want to live in Manchester, so it's not going to happen. His wife's in London and might not be happy. I don't know what's going on. You know, Di Maria on top of things going wrong. His wife wasn't happy in Manchester. Family didn't say, oh, man, keep it moving. You know, sometimes you don't need, if you want to know what an, a powerful person is going to do or where they think, look at the decisions their wife has made or their wife's doing and things like that. But anyways, people. That's that, man. You know, that's that's that. I'm not going to keep reading the oligarchy social propaganda. But yeah, hella man's name has been thrown into the ring. As I said, come on, Stevie. Hopefully Steve Bruce can can nick that one. Um, But I, I don't know. I don't know, people. I really, really don't know. Um, So that's that, really. Where else he looks in? Oli is evil and greedy, right? I don't know Oli personally to know any of that. I don't blame Zidane's wrath. Bro, has to run. I'd, I'd love Stevie to get it, man. I'd love Stevie to get it. I think all the options United are linked with would be good, other than, than Rogers' job is definitely too big for him. It's a bit harsh. And even, even Brendan Rogers, you know, again, 
you don't want to be the last one to leave. You know, Fofana's injured, but always flirting with Real Madrid. Jamie Vardy's not going to be playing forever. You know, obviously, Telemans is having cold feet about signing a new deal. Johnny Evans ain't going to be there forever. Neither is the old guard completed with Casper Schmeichel. Sometimes you want to leave these things first. You don't want to be the last one. Like Henri, um, when it came to the Emirates, he was the last one to leave, innit? Big up Henri. He, you know, he was the last one to leave the rave when we moved to the Emirates. So it's a decision. You know, such is life. I, I, you know, let's respect Brendan Rodgers. I think he's bottled Europe a couple of times, Champions League, but he's got Leicester playing well and he's won an FA Cup. But it does look like, I don't want to say beginning of the end, but it does look like he could keep it moving if he wants. Make sure you're all hitting the like button, people. And well, you're following and you're make sure you're following people and you're subscribing. Also, make sure you're hitting the like button on my YouTube vids, people, because after this, we're going into. We're going on YouTube quickly, you know. Again, one day we'll get the sponsorship deal from Twitch. Until then, we got to look after both platforms. Uh, Jacques has been linked with Roma again. Kareem Adinyemi's been linked with Arsenal. And nonsense, I know. But nonetheless, we're going to speak about that. Going to offer more one-two opinions about Arsenal in depth uh, in that video as well. So make sure you set up your reminders and all those things there, people. And obviously, big up to the Twitch gang who's been locked in early doors, people. It's appreciative. So, yeah, man, it's just, a, it's just disappointing that Arsenal can't sit here and say we did much beyond that. Um, away from that, what's this? Don't know what article that is. Um, I'm sure you've all seen people. Well, Xavi, Xavi won his first game as Barcelona manager. And I'm sure you all saw uh, among the weekend, Sergio Aguero might have to quit playing football. Um, apparently, Barcelona's forward situation is uncertain, people, says Xavi. So, again, you're hoping that he's able to play. But there's issues there, people. And, you know, it still remains what's going on with his heart issues. And at 33 years of age, it might be time to keep it moving. Apparently, he was diagnosed with an irregular heartbeat. I, again, I'm no medical man, I don't want to lie, but I'm sure Ronaldo early, Cristiano, that is, early on in his playing days, had something, as a little kid, I think he had something wrong with his heart, if I remember correctly. And the heart's not not much, to, nothing to play around with people. Um, what you're seeing here, people, well, you're not seeing it here, but I've just seen apparently Manchester United executive vice chairman could delay departure to help appoint new manager Woodward or he could just come back on a consultancy basis like you're seeing what a lot of these guys are doing at United, you know, it is what it is, people, really. You know, make sure you've set your reminders for 10 a.m. because tomorrow we're going to obviously preview the Champions League and we're going to talk more about the Premier League in depth and whatnot, people. In fact, you might as well just do that now, really. Um, let's where's my timestamps? Uh 50, no, 50 Premier League review. Now, obviously, it was a crazy day, you know. In a in a it's a special day if you're a Spurs fan, they got their first three points in whatever, they had their first shot slash shots on target in what in however many years um you know this season and they got their first goals in however many years and you know shout to Regulon getting his first goal for his first for his club and you know for Conte as I said if Spurs keep doing what they're doing against Leeds fantastic second half lack lost the first half bro I'm telling you Pep Guardiola is going to look like Conte and Pep are going to look like stunt doubles by the end of the season. You know, Conte is going to lose that lovely set of hair, if I'm honest with you. Um again credit where due fantastic fight back from Spurs again the mammoth of Conte's job clearly is, is is crazy because you could see the good, bad and the ugly from Spurs. You know, I, I'd say in that game, I felt their front three had to drop way too deep. Mora, Son and Kane because the midfield can't offer them not much. You know, Harry Winks has got a new lease of life. Um, so there's still a lot of problems. Again, cheap goals conceded. Again, 
for large periods of that game. First half was Leeds, second half was Spurs. Leeds looked like the home team, really. And I think, you know, shout to Joel Gerhard. He had a very good game in, in one of his only starts for Leeds. And he's doing what he can to get a look in. I think Leeds had their number and they deserved their goal. Obviously, fantastic play from Jack Harrison and obviously met by Dan James. But apart from that, you don't get points for playing well. Spurs springing their step in the second half, different gear. And they couldn't cope. You know, Leeds looked shook even before the equaliser went in. When the equaliser went in from Hoiberg, you know, it doesn't matter who scores as long as they do. Leeds looked like they crump, they would crumble. And I thought it might be 3-4. You know, and there was a couple of times Spurs obviously hit the post, but Leeds couldn't cope. You know, really and true. There were that game was both team both teams needed three points. As you know, Leeds like Brentford, no one's speaking about it. They're steadily falling through the table and um, falling down the table. So yeah, man, free goal thriller. Regulon obviously scored the winner. You know, better game from Emerson Royal, I felt, but still elements where he got spanned. I mean, Jack Harrison spanned him, I can't lie. But yeah, he did his thing. I think Moore has quite slept on where Spurs are concerned. Um, so yeah, Spurs two, leads, leads one. Conte gets his first three points. Manchester City dealt with Everton. I mean, you know... Fullback Union, Reese James is as good as they like. Trent Alexander Arnold, fantastic. You know, the man just gets assists every game he plays. But Cancelo, what a pass for Raheem Sterling with the outside of the boot. Pay, you know, you know, you know, worth worth everything. You know, you've got to keep watching that. The weight of it, you know, to peg, you know, to, to, to score that goal and peg them back. But fantastic run from Sterling, you know. But to see it, do it and get it perfect from, from Cancelo is crazy. You know, the man can play right back, plays left back, goes into midfield, can even chip in with a goal. You know, again, I don't know who the best right back in the Premier is in it. Because on one hand, I think it is Cancelo. You know, I think he's got I think he's got more completeness than Trent. I think, you know, obviously I don't think he's a great passer, but I just I prefer Trent's sort of passing. But I just feel he's better defensively, quite a bit defensively by um than than Trent. But what Trent does, Trent's definitely not bad defensively and people overcompensate. But what Trent does, no one else can do. The man basically plays as a centre mid, the man's a world class player, you know. So I don't know where I stand. And I'm a big fan of Reese James. I think he's behind both of them, but I'd probably take him over them because I'm extremely biased. I like how Reese James plays, but it's crazy, man. I don't know who's better out of Cancelo and, and Trent, if not better, you know, just in terms of actually, you know, being a playmaker. They're better than they're, they're better passes than certain midfielders in the Prem, <laughs> like Arsenal. But yeah, fantastic assist from Cancelo. Sterling Garza Ute scores as well. It's always lovely to see that as well. Big up all the Jamaicans and fellow Caribbean regions locked in. Um Rodri, no right to score that. And obviously, Bernardo Silva adds insult to injury people. You know, as I said, Rodri, no right to score that emphatic finish he did. Absolutely not. You know, good, 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 good appearance. Uh, you know, big up James McKaytree for coming on. He's a young man that Brighton tried to buy. Cole Palmer got his first start. Sometimes I think he's showing his naiveties, you know, shooting when you don't need to shoot. Looks a bit too eager to score. But showing that, you know, the pathway's there if you're serious at City and you're not going to see a million kids come through. But, you know, people will come through for all the money they've spent. You know, their future is is is, is from a lad from Stockport. So it is what it is. You know, Manchester City did their job as, you know, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, they all won in it. And West Ham, considering that you can't say they're not in a title race, really, they dropped points. And obviously Spurs are the only beneficiaries, you know, because we've dropped points. United drop points, West Ham drop points, you know, Leicester drop points, teams that are meant to be fighting up there. It's a bit of an L. Uh, Leicester got dismantled 3 0 in it. Like Thiago Silva quality, Reese James quality, Ben Chilwell couldn't be stopped, and Golo Kante packing man with a fantastic finish, you know. 
Callum Hudson Odoi is still playing, and you know, considering Callum Hudson Odoi is starting to get weekly starts now, he probably put a positive two fingers up at Southgate. You know, this is why he didn't want to go off and play 21s. He wanted to solidify his 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 spot within within the team at, at Chelsea. And right now, he's earned his spot on that left wing. Whether he holds on to it is down to him. Obviously, one thing I like about Tuchel, there's depth. You know, the the Spanish lads like Alonso and 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 Aspilicueta had to hold the bench in that game and. Leicester just didn't want it, you know. Chelsea just looked like such a better football team, you know. Leicester couldn't hold on to the ball. They're giving it away. Their attackers are anonymous, you know. Callum Osterdoy probably should have scored when Casper Smichel played that silly back pass. Just stupidness. And what can you say, man? Obviously, the subs where Hakim Ziyech and Pulisic made the difference, but three points, three nil, clean sheet, you know. Didn't really have to exert much. And, you know, no injuries. Everybody goes home laughing, really and truly, where Chelsea are concerned. You know, I think it's another game where you're looking at Kai Havertz and saying, what's going on? The decision-making was terrible. Could have had two assists. Could have played in, uh, I think it, I don't think it was Reese James. I think it was Callum Hudson Odoi for a tapping. Didn't do it. And it must be extremely frustrating watching Havertz play. You know, the two new managers in the league got their first two wins. You know, big three points for um, against Brighton. Um, for Aston Villa and 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 um, Steven Gerrard, you know they won two nil, and that's Graham Potter's a hundred and first game for Brighton. You know since he's hit the hundred mark, ain't got a win, so it's a bit of an L for him. Crazy game between Burnley and Burnley and Crystal Palace. You know good assists from Colin Gallagher and an all round general good performance. You know Gerhi got on the score sheet. Kone's one of the signings of the season. You know and adding some flavour where it's quite basic at Burnley scored a fantastic goal. Burnley scored typical Burnley goals, but you have to rate Villa because I mean uh, Crystal Palace because they kept fighting back really and truly, and it was it was a good game. You know there was been a couple of crazy games really where the league's concerned people. There was a six goal thrill as I said between Burnley and Crystal Palace. Then you had Newcastle and Brentford. Ivan Tony scored against his old team. Sent Maximin the hero. You know, Rico Henry got on the score sheet. You know, Brentford and Newcastle, they're both sliding down the table and a point isn't going to help either team and defending could have been better. But that was a good game to watch for the neutrals, really and truly with the, you know, with just the, the flurry the flurry of goals, people. Even Joe Linton's getting on the score sheet. Um, I would say it's another Newcastle game where, you know, you're not hearing anything about Joe Willock. You know, and fans were telling us we made such a big mistake selling Joel Willock. I mean, you know, selling Joel Willock, they will be. And Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, they might turn out to be Arsenal's be best piece of business, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, away from all of that, as I said, you know, another new manager won in Norwich. Big three points against Southampton. You know, Pookie got on the score sheet along with Grant Hanley, you know, cancelling out Che Adams' um, opener. Three points where you can get them for Norwich is good. Watford, again, big, big three points, slaughtered Man United, you know. They even had time to miss a penalty. Saw even got to make up for it. United were just terrible all over the shop. Red card, you know, the only thing they did well is Van de Sancho, Ronaldo and Van der Beek linked up for the goal. Terrible, terrible performance. Again, it's, it's, you're not even shocked. It was just terrible, really and truly. Watford deserved it. Ran them ragged, you know. Jao Pedro, Ismail Assar, you know, King scored against his old team. They just smacked them up, bullied them. And then the red cards and how United played just compounded everything and compounded ultimately what needed to change. And Oli paid for it with his job and he knew it was going to come. You know, Emmanuel Dennis had a good game. United couldn't cope with him. West Ham dropped three points against Wolves. Shout out to Raul Jimenez, obviously battling all the way back from a serious head injury to claim three points against West Ham. And we've already spoken about Liverpool Arsenal at the start, man. Why do you think I, I spoke about that at the start? There's nothing more to be said about that about that game, folks. You know, the, le the least said, the better, really and truly.
that was a that was a class performance. But the beautiful thing is we've only got to play Liverpool one more time unless we're we're nice unless they're nice enough to get us in the league and things like that. Um, I mean in the League Cup or or, or the or, or, or the FA Cup and things. But a couple of talking points I just want to leave you lot with people. Is it over for Rodgers at Leicester? Is this the last season? Is it time to be honest about Leeds and Brentford? Because very people are very quick to give the plaudits to Bielsa and, and, and Thomas Frank, rightly so. But this for Brentford, it's more normalising of performance. For Leeds, it's looking quite concerning. And I'd say the most concerning thing I keep seeing by Bielsa is manner chasing the game and bringing on Tyler Roberts or whatever his name is. That guy is shit, pardon my language. Um, obviously, Conte got his first win. Arsenal still have a, a long way to go. We're all keen to see who the next Man United manager is. Dean Smith and Gerrard got their first wins. Uh, Cancelo versus Trent Alexander-Arnold debate. Two world-class fullbacks, um, really, if I'm completely honest. You know, so, yeah, that's that's that, people. What else are you lot saying before we keep it moving? No one expected United to hold four. Maguire moving like a League One player. Cancelo's the best fall back in the league hmm. appreciate you my guy appreciate everyone who's, who's supporting the thing on twitch i respect him but united i don't know don't think he'd succeed as much as the others i hear that i hear all them comments man but yeah people any arsenal opinions make sure you're holding them and we go over to we go over to youtube at 11 30 i think i'm back on twitch at 4 p.m we're gonna play football manager so yeah and then obviously tuesday wednesday Across YouTube and Twitch, you've got watch-alongs, we've got the Champions League. And before you know it, it's Arsenal versus Newcastle, 12.30 on Saturday. So the content is coming thick and fast. Trying to get some Arsenal-related... I'm trying to get a Newcastle collab, by the way, but trying to get some Arsenal collaborations going. Obviously, I can't lie, so I've got a lot of things to do this weekend. It's a big arc, but I'm trying to get certain things for you. Like you said, our FM settings later, man. But it's been a fantastic way to start this, man, really and truly. What have you said start this day, really? West Ham's bubble is going to burst with a few injuries, just as the Leicester one has burst, potentially. Um, unpopular opinion. Is it sustainable with Chelsea's, you know, you're seeing Chelsea's defenders scoring a lot of goals for him. Is that sustainable? We'll have to see. Salute as well back at UT. But, yeah, let me let you lot go. Let me prepare for the 11.30 um, stream on YouTube again. <laughs> it's going to be in a couple of minutes so yeah appreciative to everyone that's been locked in this morning as usual stay in good health stay ag aggressively attacking your goals you know stay safe and you know we'll buck up again not before too long man people deluded it's always a pleasure i'm out <laughs> like